1: Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And
0: I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church.
1: And before we get started today, we just want to thank everybody that has listened to the show, has supported the show. We are going to go five days a week beginning February the 3rd. We've been on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and now the management here has seen fit to put us on five days a week. So beginning February 3rd, we'll be on... All five days a week at 12 noon. We just want to thank all of you who have listened to the show, who have supported the show. We ask that you would continue to support the show. Um, now that we are going to five days a week, we need your support more than ever. So if you can support us financially, we would greatly appreciate that. Praise the Lord. God is so good. So we've been speaking on the
0: subject. Last week, we started on talking about the keys to the kingdom. Jesus said, I give you the keys of the kingdom. And uh, we, we talked about some of those keys. And I guess we're going to continue to talk about some of those keys. And I like to call them the keys to success. And again, as I was uh, meditating on that same uh, saying that Jesus said about the keys of the kingdom, I was led to a scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, where he said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be thoroughly complete in every good work. And I was like, okay, so the Holy Scriptures are basically the keys of the kingdom. Utilize them, and he said they're profitable, and you'll be thoroughly complete for every good work. So as I was meditating on it, the Holy Spirit just dropped that on me. So we talked about last week, we're going to find out what these keys are and on Sunday services. I'm teaching the same thing and I put the first key on the key ring. And last week we talked about that key and that first key was, is faith. (laughs) That's ironic because our broadcast is called faith on fire because the scripture said without faith, it's impossible to please God.
1: It's impossible to know God. It's impossible to do anything with God without faith.
0: And Jesus said, have faith in God. So that's that first key. And again, a little more about faith. Faith is in its simplest form, confidence in God and because I have confidence in God, I'm going to act on the word of God. If God says, do this, I'm going to go ahead and do it and not lean to my own understanding. That's the flesh. That's what the scripture refers to walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So I'm going to, and Jesus said, my words are spirit. So if God said it, I'm going to go ahead and do it and not try to use my own understanding to analyze it and rationalize it. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. So that's the first key to success in the kingdom of God.
1: we well, see. And, and that's where the Bible says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. It's that simple. What, <laughs> the way we know he believed God is just what you said. He, he went and did what well, God said to do. Right. He believed God. God said, I'm going to send you here. I'm going to make you in to, the, I'm going to give you these promises. And he believed God.
0: And he, acted he trusted on what he believed. God.
1: And because he believed God, mm-hmm. he then went and did what God told him to do.
0: And and again, the commands are, are, are the keys of the kingdom. When God, if God tells you to do something in his word, you act on it. You're now using those keys. And again, that first key is faith. You just have to go ahead and do it. Say, yeah, I don't understand it. And a lot of people get stuck there. And and I was reminded, I was studying this morning, the guy that, uh, came to Jesus over in Matthew. It was in Mark nine twenty three also, but in Matthew 17, he came, uh, he said his son was has epileptic. He would throw himself in the fire and throw himself in the water. And a guy came to Jesus and said, I brought him to your disciples and they could not cure him. And Jesus said, well, how long shall I be with you? old perverse and faithless generation, bring him to me. And then, of course, we know Jesus asked the guy, the father, do you believe again? Believe I'm able to do this. The guy said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief again, that's faith. Now he said, he declared, I believe. And he said, and he probably was saying, I believe in my heart because faith is still work in your heart with doubt in your mind. Cause we believe with our heart or our spirit. So the guy said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. So remember, he's a very present help in the time of need. The guy said, I, I do have some belief. Well, see, but,
1: he brought his son to him, so he had right. some faith. He had some <laughs> right, belief. Right,
0: right. And he still, he came to Jesus because he said, I brought him to your disciples, and they couldn't do nothing. Now I'm coming to you. He he was acting on what he believed. He came to him. And that's the simple thing. a lot of people, because their mind can't wrap around it, they they just say, I ain't going to go to God with that because that's just, because your mind going to tell you, your mind is going to keep you in the sense realm. Your spirit will keep you in the faith realm. The Bible says with the heart one believes. So that's where the believing, that's, actually I always tell people, that's what the faith factory is at, is in your spirit. And when we say heart, that's not your blood pump. That's your spirit. The Bible says with the heart or the spirit one believes. So that's where all our believing takes place. So again, you just have to receive and believe and allow... God to just work it on out see so
1: much of this stuff too is just day-to-day things people with financial worries financial problems am I going to believe God that he is greater than this problem am I going to believe God that he is sufficient for all these problems am I going to believe God am I going to go to God in faith believing that he is somehow I don't know how I don't know what's going to happen but somehow God is going to see me through do I come to God in faith or do i sit and i worry and i fret and i lose any joy that i might have in life because i'm constantly worrying 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 and so we come to god by faith believing that he that all things are possible through him that that he is sufficient for any need that's in my life and same thing happens with relationships people think oh there's no hope for that relationship and they don't they don't go to god in prayer they don't go to god with thanksgiving There's all kinds of things in our life where our sight tells us there's no hope, where our sight tells us that there's no way out. And yet we're not supposed to live by sight. We're supposed to live Live by by faith.
0: faith. And again, faith comes out of our heart. The scripture says in Romans 10, with the heart one believes and with the mouth confession is made. So one of the things you have to do is one thing, one part of acting in faith is releasing it with your mouth, speaking what God said. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You got to say what God said. It may not make sense to your mind, but you still just got to go ahead and say it. And you gotta, we got to start, again, I would like to say this, faith speaks. Faith believes, the Bible says, we believe, therefore we speak. It says it over in 2 Corinthians. So, but we believe what God says. So we speak in line with what he said. That's what that means. Let the Redeemer of the Lord say so. Well, I only say, and Jesus said that he said, I only do and say what the Father's told me to do. I'm not deviating from the plan. And so that remember, Jesus was our example, our role model. So if Jesus say, I don't do nothing, but the father don't tell me to do. And remember, Jesus always with, Jesus knew the heart of God and he studied the word. Cause Jesus, remember when he was in the wilderness, in the battle with Satan, he said three words that defeated Satan. It is written. He just kept on saying what was written. Well, he must have knew what was written for him to declare it. And a lot of us, our faiths not on fire because we don't know what's written. And here's the deal: it's because we won't take time to study to show ourselves approved and find out what's written. I tell people all the time: you got part of your spending time with God. You want to be close to God. Learn what He said in His Word. Know what his word is, because the Bible says his word is living and powerful. He'll speak to you through his word and reveal things to you. But you have to take that time out. A lot of people are so busy, and they want to do this. They'll spend time doing everything else, but but drawing near to God through his word. They Well, I don't feel like reading my Bible. I don't understand it. Well, oh, I don't be, have time. You, well, you, you better have time. You were just saying this morning before the, store, show, the broadcast started about success is what? With God. Right. Well, <laughs> so, success uh, is
1: God. Having God is success. <laughs> I'm successful because God is with me.
0: So you won't make time for that? You be- you better make time for that. And that's what it means to be conformed to this world. The world tells you, you got to do this, you got to do that. And the Bible, God says in his word, seek first his way. Basically, says, seek first me. And then I'm going to add all these things to you as you come after me first. Remember in Hebrews 11, 6, he says, Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Those who come to him must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who
1: diligently seek him. Well, see, the world says you're a success when you have a lot of money, or you have a lot of fame, or you have a lot of power, or you have a lot of money, or you have a well, lot of possession. I, I want
0: to say something about the world saying that you can have all that stuff, and it ain't going to keep cancer off you. The word of God to teach you how to keep cancer off you. Well, and you it won't save you from
1: your sins either. Right,
0: right, right. right. It, it won't keep you from depression either. But the word of God is able to do that. Again, Hebrews 4.12, his word is living and it's powerful. See, and,
1: and money and all those things won't keep you from, from worry. It won't keep you from fear. It won't keep Richard, you from any of those I things. I know
0: people with PhDs and losing their mind. Because God, he gives you peace. And a sound, mind. <laughs> a degree can't give you that. A degree degree can't give
1: you you peace, it can't give you comfort, it can't give you courage. He told Joshua,
0: this book of the law shall not depart from you, but you should meditate on it day and night and observe to do all that's written in it, and then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. He didn't say go get a degree from XYZ University, and then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you have good success. Because, again, people get these degrees, and they put faith in that. And then I know where there's a professor recently here in our community, that went up to the park and c- committed suicide, a professor at a university. So, and I'm not coming down at it. I'm just saying how we need to have our faith in God and not in our degrees or our credentials.
1: Well, see, no matter where we are in life, if we're living by sight, it's easy to be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. There, there may be people listening to this right now that the financial problems in their life or health problems in their life or some other kind of problems in their life just seems to be overwhelming them. It's just too much for them and it is too much for them, but it's not too much for God. There's nothing going on in our life that is too (laughs) much for God.
0: Jesus said, come learn of me. My burdens are easy and my yoke is light. He says, come all who are heavy
1: laden. Right. And this is where we need faith because our sight can say, this is just too overwhelming. This is just too much for me. And I might agree with the person, this is too much for you, but it's not too much for God. And God will provide all that you need. Well, Richard,
0: back to the story with with the father and the son that had epileptic. That was too much for him to handle. He said, man, this is just getting off the hook. This guy throws himself in the fire and then in the water. He said, he's basically saying, I need some help. And he came to the disciples first and they couldn't do. And Jesus said why they couldn't do it because they doubted. (laughs) And then Jesus handled it. And again, that's another example of there's nothing too hard for God. And I'm pretty sure this guy struggled with this. And we know the other story of the gathering demoniac where they had to put this guy on a little island and tie him up, chain him up because he was cutting himself up. But Jesus went over to the other side to go deliver him and set him free. When the rest of the psychiatric uh, professionals in the community, they just put him on a little island and, and chained him up. So they let him do his thing over there. And Jesus went to the other side to set the man free. And that's the attitude or the mindset or the faith we have to have in God that with God all things are possible. It says in Numbers, God said, is there anything too hard for me? We have to believe God can do it all. He created the whole universe and everybody in it. There's nothing too hard for him to do.
1: And he spoke it into existence. Mm -hmm. You know, and, And you go back to what the man said there, I believe helped my unbelief. I think a lot of Christian people find themselves in that same position. I believe God can do this. I'm not sure he can do that. Right, right. Well, we've I know, all been there. We've I,
0: all been there. I
1: know that when I have a cold, he can heal me from that. But when I have cancer, I'm not so Ooh, sure. Oh, that
0: might be a little too hard for if, the Lord. If
1: <laughs> I um, lose my job for a week, I figure God can see me through. But if I lose my job for a month or six months, I'm not sure he can see me through. And so some things in life happen that we say, well, you know, I know God can do that. And then other things happen. We're not so sure. We have to be like that man. I believe help my unbelief.
0: Well, you know what, as you were saying that, I was thinking about the children of Israel when God delivered them out of Egypt and um, he fed them with manna. They believed for the manna. But remember, they started wanting some bird. And then Moses, God hit his set point. Cause he was like, the people want some birds, to meet now. <laughs> and then Moses and God said, "Okay, don't worry. Tomorrow I'm gonna give him some." And then Moses got to say, "What are you gonna sacrifice all the birds <laughs> of the land to feed them?" See, Moses, that it, it it reached Moses' choke point. He was like, "I don't know if God can do this." And God was a little upset with Moses. He was like, "I didn't did all this. I done got you out of Egypt, part of the Red Sea, fed y'all." Had a pillar fire, follow y'all in the clouds and all of this. Now they want meat and you think I can't supply meat. It was cool with the manna, but now it came to something else. He was like, are you going to sacrifice all of this to feed them? And, God, and, the, and the Lord said, is the Lord's hand whacked short? He said, why are you belittling me and saying I can't do this? I didn't remember what I just did. So what, I can't feed you guys now? <laughs> right. I just sent you out here to make, and they said that the Lord brought us out here and made us and <laughs> kill us.
1: <laughs> yeah, Or not there enough graves in Egypt right, that we had right. to come out here to die? <laughs> but see, th- and we love to, I, I know a lot of Christians look back on the Israelites there and kind of, Pick on them, kind of sneer at them, and say, "Man, they didn't have much faith." But we do the same thing. It's the same thing. God brings us through a million things in our life, and then all of a sudden, the next one is like, "Oh, I'm not sure He can do this one." And that's what they were doing in the wilderness. They were still, they kept on despising God,
0: belittling Him, saying, "Well, He can't do this. He, He brought us out here to kill us." Wasn't there enough? We saw all, in all Egypt? these
1: plagues in Egypt, and we saw how God delivered us, and we saw how when we left, we left rich because He put it into their hearts to give us their gold and silver, and. Yeah, now we're gonna start. Now man. he can't
0: take care of us. I mean, he he didn't he didn't maxed out on miracles. <laughs> <laughs> but and that's how and we have to get out of that. We have to stay in this mindset. And these are elementary principles. You know, now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above. If you can believe all things are possible according to your faith, be it unto you. To me, those are those are some of my favorite scriptures. But they're elementary, and for a new believer. You can't forget your first love. Those first scriptures you learned when you first got saved, you have to always go back to those. And you really believed,
1: but now you got a little jaded. Right,
0: right, right, right. You got to go back to your first love. And remember, I have to always go back to the very first word I got from God. And it just encouraged me. Oh, I remember. Yeah, he's the God that did this, that got me out of this. And that keeps developing your faith. You have to rehearse past victories with God.
1: And that's Every what he Thanksgiving, asked them to do. we probably should do it more. Every Thanksgiving, our church we sing a song called "Count Your Blessings," <laughs> and, and in the one of the verses, is, "Count Your Blessings," name them one by one, and you Ooh. will see what God has done. You know, often in our life, we forget that we count the things that didn't work out the way we wanted to do. Right? I wanted a newer car, I wanted a better house, I wanted whatever it was, and we count those things. And we forget to count the blessings that God has given to us. Because if you start to count the blessings God's given you in your life, you can't even hardly get going, and realize there's thousands. You upon realize thousands God has been
0: so good to me. I, I thank God for just giving me life, for allowing me to to live, to be on the earth. Because I've had so many great experiences, especially since I got saved. I'm just thanking God for. For what he's done, you know, it, there's a lot of things you can go back and thank God for, you know, and remember, he, he told the children of Israel, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to to get wealth or create. Basically, he, God always wants us to remember his goodness, not, and we, and, and here's what the unrenewed mind wants to do, or de- Satan, he wants you to remember the bad times. <laughs>
1: Right, our human nature, I think, is our human nature. nature. Yeah, tends to to want to think about the bad. What didn't go my way today? You know, you go home to your husband or wife from work, and you tell them about the bad things most people do. You know, yeah, man, you didn't I, had this, I had this lousy customer or that coworker or whatever. And the you're boss supposed to be a this. minister
0: of, of reconciliation, an ambassador for Christ.
1: But I mean, so, lots of people, they find, you know, their husband or wife comes home and that's what they hear is the negative stuff.
0: Well, you know what? I like to go home and tell my spouse about all the glories that happened today. Because I prayed for that in the beginning of my day to ask God to, to order my steps and that to remind me to allow my light to shine before others that they would see my good works and glorify my Father in heaven and see Christ in me, the hope of glory. So now I am ex- I say that in the morning when I get up before I start my day. So now that's what I'm expecting as I go through the day. So at the end of the day, when I'm home with my spouse, we're counting how God used us all day, not talking about all the bad things that happened. Because remember, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. He didn't say rejoice and be sad in it. So we got all these no, he, Christians running around sad.
1: No, he says, you know, a lot of Christians almost like this is the day the Lord has made. He's told me <laughs> that I should be bummed out all day no. because the whole world's going down the drain.
0: You're in the kingdom now. Remember? Keys of the kingdom. One of the keys is, is joy. Well, you know, perseverance. But I mean, if you watch suffering. the TV long
1: enough and a lot of Christians do, the whole world's going down the drain. There's no hope. We're doomed. It's over.
0: But we're citizens of heaven. You're right. The whole world may be going out, but we're citizens of heaven. So whatever happens, we're okay. Our names are written. See,
1: you, that's why right, you say the think on these things.
0: That's why you say think on whatsoever things are good, praiseworthy. Guess what? Our names, if we're believers, our names are written in the Lamb's book of life.
1: And everything think, else is all right after that. Right.
0: I guess that's a good thing to think on. The world can
1: go down the drain.
0: Right. It can go down. <laughs> I know where I'm heading. If it does go down the drain, I'm not going with it because I've been bought with the precious blood of Jesus. I belong to him. I'm not my own. So whatever happens, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, I will not fear what man or spirit can do unto me. Well, he's saying that because I belong to the Lord now. And a lot of people don't have a revelation that when you get saved, born again, you're not your own. You've been bought with the precious blood of Jesus, and you belong to him. You're in the family of
1: God. A lot of people think the most important thing going on in the world today is uh, the football games coming up this weekend. Other people think, no, the most important thing going on in the world right now is the Olympics are coming up here pretty quick. Other people think, no, the most important thing in the world that's going on right now is what's going on in the House or the Senate or Obamacare or whatever. I tell people all the time, the most important thing in the world right now is God's word. What's God doing? Not what the president doing, the House is doing, (laughs) the Senate's doing, Republicans are doing, Democrats are doing. The most important thing going on in the world right now is what is God doing?
0: And and Jesus said this. He said, you're going to hear wars, rumors of wars, famines. He says, see, did you not get disturbed by them?" He said, all these things must happen. He said, but this gospel of the kingdom of God will be preached till the end of the earth. So, again, let's see what God's doing. God is constantly using people to advance the kingdom. And those people are, he tells us to be kingdom-minded. He didn't say, we, remember he said, don't be conformed to the world. All those things you just mentioned, that's people being conformed to the world. He says, be kingdom-minded, because the kingdom of these worlds are going to be coming to the kingdom of God. We're supposed to be advancing the kingdom and keeping our eyes fixed and folks focus on the king of the kingdom that we're part of. And Jesus is our Lord. He's the king of kings, Lord of lords. So scripture says he'll keep those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Remember, it also says, looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. He didn't say look unto politicians, and, and a lot of Christians are doing that. I'm like, I thought you were in the kingdom now. But yeah, but, but they're messing up this country. You're from heaven. And you know,
1: and you know, what's amazing is it's there's Christian Democrats who thinks it's a Republican Christians that right, are messing right, up the country right. and Christian Republicans who think it's a Christian Democrats who ruin the country. And so now the devil's got Christians fighting each other over politics. Right.
0: And it reminds me of the scripture in Timothy. It says evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That's going to happen. That kingdom of darkness, that, satan desires he took jesus told peter peter satan desires to sift you like wheat but i pray that your faith don't fail you hey faith in me faith in the kingdom but satan he'll deceive god's most elect if he can get god's people fighting oh he got
1: them. well you know yeah. that's why paul has to say we don't fight against flesh and blood <laughs> right. we fight against powers right. and dominions and the kingdom of darkness and Too many Christians, though, think that we're fighting flesh and blood. We're fighting the Democrats. We're fighting the Republicans. We're We're fighting fighting the president. We're fighting
0: the children of disobedience. But,
1: I mean, it's so easy for us to look at that flesh and blood person to say, that's the enemy. That's that's the bad person. The
0: scripture said, that's because you have not so learned Christ. You're still conformed to this world. When you're operating like that in the sense realm The Bible calls you a baby Christian or a carnal Christian. You're not a spiritual or mature Christian because you have no understanding. You have no revelation. That's why Paul prayed in Ephesians for the church that they would receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. Then he goes to talk about principalities and powers that we're a part of, which is a superior one. So we have to not—we have to understand we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. People are not our problems. Satan, the devil— We come to, the Bible says, as he is, so are we. And for this cause, the son of man was manifest that he may destroy the works of the devil. He didn't say destroy the works of your fellow man. He said the devil. So the devil influences people to do his will. And here it is. God wants to influence us to do his will. But we have to be filled with the knowledge of his will, which is found in the word of God. When we're void of the word of God, how are you going to fulfill his will if you don't know his word?
1: My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Yeah, that's, they one are. Of <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite scriptures. Yeah, mean, that's one of my favorites so- too.
0: But we have to increase in the knowledge of the Lord's will by studying his word. That's how your faith is going to grow concerning the things of God, by knowing what God's will is and meditating on that and allowing it to transform you by the renewing of your mind, which in turn increases your faith, which in turn allows you to move move on it, to act on it. And we're here, the Bible says the whole earth is waiting on us. The manifestations. Man. Right. Yeah, the manifestations of the sons of God. The world is groaning. For us to step up to the us. plate. <laughs> and we're sitting over here whining.
1: We messed the thing up right at the beginning. The whole world suffered ever since. <laughs> right.
0: And we're supposed to be advancing. We're not supposed to be retreating, advancing the kingdom of God, not retreating. So, again, I just want to encourage people get in a good Bible based church and, and find out who you are in Christ and, and stay in Christ and continue to allow the word of God to ignite your faith on fire. And fulfill your highest calling and and change this world through Jesus Christ. God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of our lives, especially when we get saved, born again, we're back in the perfect will of God. And God has a plan and a purpose for us. And I'm convinced that most of that plan is co-laboring with Jesus Christ to to reel in the end time harvest. God wants us to co-labor with him. That's why he said, go and make disciples. Go tell people the good news.
1: See, I want to encourage people that are in a good Bible believing church to study their Bible on their own, because
0: you you can be in a good
1: Bible-believing church, and one hour a week isn't going to get it. It,
0: it, You feed your body more than one hour a week, so why would you feed your spirit for one hour a week? Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. I need to be feeding on the Word of God constantly. And that's going to do it for this segment of Faith on Fire. Uh, We just pray that you are encouraged by the words that went forth today, and we just want to remind you, just keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, PO Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, PO Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.